Hi, this is Sarah McDonnell. I'm at the Royal Statistical Society 2019 conference in Belfast, and I'm talking to Professor David Firth, who's going to be delivering a lecture on spade rankings and how to assess them with application to the predicting the, pre the Premier League football. So, uh, David, what uh, I wondered if you could just explain what a spade ranking is, first of all. Yeah, so it's a spade ranking. It's a, so I'm using the word spade as it's spay is an old Scottish word meaning predict, and spade just means predicted. And I, I, I'm using so it. So it's not a spade that you dig it's with. It's not a spade for <laughs> digging. It's S P A E D. S P A E D. That's <laughs> yes. right. Um, so I, I, I picked that word for it because it's a special, very special kind of prediction that's being done in a in one of these things that I call a spade ranking. It's it's a prediction that's become increasingly common on websites and on Twitter feeds, for example. Um, where someone says for each team, for example, in the Premier League, for each team, what probability there is of them finishing first in the league, second in the league, and so on, all the way down to 20th position in the league. So a probability for the ranking for the ranking position at the end of the season for each team in the league. And that's the thing that I call the spade ranking. Okay. And um, so you wanted to test a spade ranking... Is, yes. that, is that right? You yeah. wanted to test how, how well it was predicting. Yeah. So, yeah, this is um, something that occurred to me. I mean, so I'm interested in football and I'm interested in statistics. And up until recently, I've not mixed them. And I have a sort of rule, <laughs> which is I, I only ever mix them at evenings and weekends. So I'm actually breaking that rule by talking to you here on the weekday <laughs> about this. Um, the thing that got me interested in this was that I noticed that someone had published one of these spade ranking tables. And I'd never seen one before. And uh, it was a very attractive presentation of a set of probabilities. And, I, and then the statistician in me kicked in and, and uh, I started thinking about, well, how do we know whether these probabilities are good probabilities or not? And it turns out that, that there, are, there are old methods for assessing um, how good um, a probabilistic prediction is. And the methods were developed mainly in the context of weather forecasting. So if we think about, for example, the, the familiar thing that we now hear, the probability of rain tomorrow is 40%, for example. We can assess a weather forecaster on the strength of the sequence of predictions that they make and then comparing that with the actual outcomes for the, for the days after they've made the predictions um, and score their performance. And the same sort of thing can be done for these spade rankings, but it's, it's a very different kind of prediction. Instead of just predicting a a binary outcome, rain or no rain, in a spade ranking, essentially what's being predicted is the whole ranking of the whole league table at the end of the season, which is a much bigger thing. If we think about how many possible rankings there are at the end of the season, that's 20 factorial, which is around, I think, 10 to the power of 18. That's a big number. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, a huge number. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's something million, million, million. It's, it's a lot of a lot of possible rankings. Um, and a spade ranking presents a prediction of that in a very economical way, and that's why I thought it was beautiful. So you weren't actually testing the methodology that they were using to make these predictions. You were just testing how accurate they were by the end of the season. That's right. In a sense, it's testing the methodology, especially if you can do, it, um, if you can do this kind of assessment repeatedly for, for forecasts that use the same methodology. So, for example, if someone is producing a spade ranking season after season for the Premier League, 
Then at the end of the season, there's one outcome, which is the final league standings, and you can assess all of the spade rankings on the, on the strength of the outcomes that they've seen. So that's very much in the same way that you can assess a weather forecaster and the, the system that's used by the weather forecaster. We could do the same sort of, sort of thing for spade rankings. But in the talk that I'm giving here, I'm only going to look at one season's assessment. So how well did a particular spade ranking do last season? And how well did that one do, the one that you looked at? So the, the one that I'm going to look at is, is the very one that got me interested in this last February, so, uh, which came out after um, so around, around 12 matches to go in the Premier League, so around a third of the season still to play. Um, and it had some probabilities in it that, I, that seemed strange to me. It's, so it had a 58% chance, for example, of, of uh, Manchester City winning the league. And at that point, it was neck and neck between City and Liverpool. So quite why that was the case. Anyway, that was got what got, as the football fan, that's what got me uh, hooked on this. In terms of what happened at the end of the season, well, it turns out that that particular um, spade ranking did quite well. So it, it, it seemed to have expressed the uncertainty in the predictors' minds in a, in a very good way, in the sense that the scores that are attached to, to the predictions were sometimes bigger than expected and sometimes smaller than expected. And that's what you would expect to see in a system that's performing well. If, if the system had, had been producing scores that were always bigger than expected, that's an example of, of something uh, not going right with the system's performance, yeah. for example. So the fact that there were there were predictions that were that were wrong either side was showing that the system was working yes. okay rather than yeah. all of them being so, above or below. That's right. Statistical yeah. prediction is not just about saying which team is going to finish where in the league because you don't know that mm -hmm. at, at some point two-thirds of the way through a football season. It's about expressing the uncertainty you have about that in a good way. Yeah. And, uh, as far as I can tell, the uncertainty was well expressed in the one that I looked at. Uh, and we'll look at it in my talk tomorrow. Great. So uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask was what other, you've mentioned weather, what other uh, types of rankings could spade uh, rankings be used for? So I haven't seen any instances of this in things other than football. But that could just be the fact that I'm a bit blinkered and really I'm only interested in football. But other people in my family are interested in other things. And I, I think possibly the one other thing that people in my family might be interested in, in applying this sort of thing to could be something like the Eurovision Song Contest, for example. Um, another fairly frivolous application, I suppose. Uh, but if uh, people are producing predictions of the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, contest outcome ahead of the actual contest, then that's an, an example of a situation where a spade ranking could be used as an economical predictor. Great. Well, we look forward to uh, looking at that for next year, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Want something for next year's that's, conference. That could be a bit soon. I'm not sure if the Eurovision Song <laughs> Contest is listening to the RSS conference, but let's see. Uh, Professor David, thank you very much for speaking to us. You're very welcome. Thank